Hey, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Do you need lots of experience to start freelancing? That is a myth, and we're going to talk about why. So as usual with these, we'll be following the same agenda, what people claim, why it's wrong, why it's right, and ultimately what to do instead so we can learn something from all of this jibber-jabber. All right, so what do people claim? Now, this is a super common question that I get. I actually recently got this on a YouTube video that I did, so I'm just going to cover the exact question that I got. So the question was, can someone answer my questions? How much time does it take to get your first client as a front-end developer? I just learned HTML and CSS and JS still learning and making projects. I'm just waiting to be on the level to work. Now, again, this could be for developers. It could be HTML, CSS, and J JavaScript. It could be PHP. It could be Python. This comes in lots of different flavors. It could be graphic designer, whatever it is that you do. A lot of people want to know how far they need to get along or how much they need to know before they can start freelancing. And so I don't think that there's necessarily a ton of people that maybe give this advice. So this really isn't uh, attacking a myth that maybe other YouTubers or other freelancers talk about. It's more I find people think it in their heads, people that I deal with, students of mine, so forth. And so I want to uh, uh, address that. So in their head, what they think is, well, you need lots of experience. I need to know everything that I possibly can before I start freelancing, before I start taking clients. Because what if a client asks me to do something that I don't know how to do? I'm going to be SOL, so I need to know as much as I possibly can so that that never happens. And kind of a corollary of all of this is that, you know, once you get that experience, you'll you'll feel confident and you just need to learn just a little bit more and then I'll have the confidence to go out and start freelancing. And once that happens, then the fear will go away because I'll know enough and everything will be hunky-dory and, and rainbows and butterflies and etc. Okay, so that's essentially the claim. That's essentially what I, I find tends to go through people's heads. And so let's talk about why that's wrong. So the reason is doctors, those rascally rabbits. Uh, doctors are to blame for everything. No, uh, the question is, have you ever asked your doctor how many years of experience they have when you go to the doctor? And probably not. I don't think I ever have. The question is, why not? If you think about it, I mean, they're going to potentially be sticking objects into your body, potentially cutting you open. I had my appendix removed a few years ago. Guess what? I didn't even know my doctor's name before it started, let alone how many years of experience uh, he had. Now, again, it's sort of a curious thing that this really important profession that's going to potentially be doing life-altering things to you, we don't really tend to ask them how many years of experience they have, evaluate them all that well. We just kind of assume that they know what they're doing. Well, why is that? And so the things that I'm going to talk about here is a little bit of the answer of why that is. Um, so again, it's just a, a thing for you to think about why you never not, why you never ask those questions when it comes to your doctors. I know some of you probably do, but most people really typically don't. So one of the first things is it's not a job. Okay, so. Clients typically typically aren't hiring you for a long-term position. They just need this one thing done. And so they're really focused on the deliverable. And if you can do that, that's really kind of all they care about. They don't really care that you've had 20 years of experience. That might be something that's helpful, that might push you over the edge uh, if everything else is equal. But 
It's not something that they really care about. They just care about, can you do this thing that I want done? It's like if you hire uh, a plumber, you don't really care what else they can do. You don't care if they can, you know, hula hoop or jump rope or whatever. You care, can they fix your plumbing? That's all you really care about. Same with clients. The next thing is, is that not all experience is created equal. So if I want someone to build me an e-commerce website, you knowing how to build a social network, that's mostly irrelevant to me. It doesn't really matter. I mean, it's cool, but can you build me an e-commerce website? That's what I'm really interested in. So just having experience in general doesn't necessarily mean anything to the client. You have to have the right kind of experience. Next up, talent can trump experience. So if I look at your portfolio and it's way better than someone with a ton of experience, I'm probably going to hire you over them because I want someone who can do the thing that I want really, really well. Again, I don't care if they've had 30 years of experience. Their portfolio is not as good. So why, why am I going to hire them over you when I look at your portfolio? You're building the exact thing that I want and they look really, really awesome and they fun function really, really awesome, etc. So that's about the level of evaluation that most clients uh, are going to have. So we build it up on our heads like they're just looking over every detail of our experience and everything about us. And again, you'll have those few clients that do, of course, but most are are making decisions based off shortcuts. And, and so talent, again, can trump experience when it comes to that. Another thing that can trump experience is specialization. If you focus solely on the exact thing that I want done, I'm not necessarily going to give you a hard look. Again, this is sort of a shortcut that people use. If you're a specialist, I tend not to evaluate you near as much. So if you've ever asked a, again, we talked about doctors, but have you ever asked a plumber or electrician how many years of experience they have when they come to your house? So I've had you know, different contractors come to my house. I've never asked that question. I never even thought about it because again, you just kind of assume that they know what they're doing because they're a specialist in that thing. Why wouldn't they? Why would they even put themselves out there uh, as a, a specialist in that area if they didn't know how to do it? Now, again, from our side, we know, well, gee, I may not be a complete specialist. I may not know everything in here. But the point I'm making is, is that from the client side, they use these shortcuts to help them make decisions because again, most aren't going to sit down and do some detailed analysis of you. Uh, analysis of you. They're 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 trying to find shortcuts and and things that they can use to help make them dis their decision. And this is one of the, these are a couple of the things that they use in order to do that. All right, so let's talk now a little bit about why this is right. So, as with most most things, if all else is equal, then yes, the more experience will win. So. Um, if I look at your portfolio and someone else's portfolio and they look about the same, the stuff you say on your page or your profile is roughly about the same, but they have 10 more ex years experience than you, then I'm probably going to go with the person that has more experience. So all else e being equal, the more experience will win. But again, as I've said when I addressed this uh, in the past, you just don't let all else be equal and there's absolutely stuff that you can do to keep all else from being equal. And we're going to talk about that in the what to do instead section. Another reason why this is right is you do need experience. You just need the right experience in the exact thing that they want. So if you have absolutely zero experience in you know, building an e-commerce website, then that's not really going to help you any. So you need some experience 
in the exact thing that you, that they're after. You just don't need years and years and years and years and all, all of this experience that people think that they need. So the way I look at it is typically relevance plus talent is going to trump experience. Not all the time, but often uh, if you have the if you are highly relevant to what they're after, you're offering the exact kind of service that they want, and that's really what you specialize in, then the relevance is really, really high. And you couple that with talent so that when they actually look at you and your portfolio and the things that you've done, it looks really, really good. Clients more often than not are going to pick that person over someone who maybe isn't as relevant or isn't as talented but has tons and tons of experience. Not saying that's right. I'm not saying that's what they should do. That's just typically what's going to happen right or wrong. So from your side as a freelancer, you can keep those things in mind and that can help you to start freelancing a lot sooner than you might have thought. Okay, so let's ultimately talk about what to do instead then. And this is really the fastest way to be able to start taking clients. I've given this advice in the past, but it's been a little while and I really want to address it directly and clearly uh, here. So the very first thing that you need to do is pick a specific deliverable instead of trying to learn everything. So don't approach it from the perspective of, I'm gonna learn HTML, CSS, JavaScript, PHP, if you're a developer, or if you're a good graphic designer, you know, approaching it from the perspective of, I'm gonna learn color theory and then, you know, tech, font theory, whatever it is that you graphic designers learn, right? Don't, don't necessarily approach it from that perspective if you want to get it to freelancing as quickly as possible. Now I wanna make sure, and. I'm, I'm putting this in the proper context. If you're trying to get a job, not freelancing, you're trying to get a job, then you will probably take the HTML, CSS, JavaScript approach because that's how jobs tend to hire. If your primary concern is learning and learning the most that you can and, and being well-rounded and it's something other than trying to get a, hired as fast as possible, then again, the language route uh, can probably work for you. But, if your focus is, I need to, you know, I'm behind the eight ball and I need to start taking clients as absolutely fast as I possibly can, then don't approach it from that perspective because it's an, it's a bottomless pit. You could go on for years and years and years with that approach before you ever get to a point where you're actually building stuff and, and feel like you, you know enough to, to be able to deliver for clients. Okay. So Again, if speed is your concern, don't approach it from that perspective. Instead, approach it from the perspective of deliverables, of the things that clients want. So start out and just pick something. I'm going to learn how to build e-commerce websites, you know, or I'm going to learn how to build logos for restaurants, or I'm going to learn how to write articles on, you know, WordPress, whatever it is. Pick something very specific that is also marketable, that you've maybe done a little bit of research and you know people are after. People want e-commerce websites. People want you know, articles related to WordPress. People want uh, logos and brand kits and whatever. So pick something very specific that's small enough that you can learn it quick, but big enough that you can actually market yourself as someone who does that and get hired and make some decent money doing it. Okay, so you got to find that balance. Um, but again, focus on the deliverable, not the, the theory and the language or whatever, the bigger picture stuff. And again, start with the deliverable and only learn what's necessary in order to execute on that deliverable. And then once you can build it, 
then you can start try, trying to get clients. If you are learning how to build e-commerce websites, once you can build one, and you maybe maybe you want to build two or three on your own just to kind of get the hang of it and make sure you you know cover all the bases and so forth. But once you feel confident that you can build whatever it is that you're building, that's when you can start trying to get clients because that's all clients want. They want you to be able to do this thing, and that's it. Um, so that really shortcuts the time it takes takes for you to get to the point where you can start taking clients. Another thing that you want to do is deliver below your capability. And I know that a lot of people are like, what? Like, I'm supposed to be the greatest, you know, graphic designer ever. I'm supposed to, you know, be the hero on the on the mountain wearing my cape flying out behind me. You know, it, it, it's a lot more stressful to do things that way. And uh, it's usually ego driven. As I've gotten older, I've kind of learned that, you know, I used to be very idealistic like that. Um, I've kind of learned that, you know, that just puts a lot more pressure on you than you really need. So the way, the way I put it is if you have 100 skills, pick a project that requires 80 of them. Don't pick a project that requires 120. So now you have to learn 20 things in the midst of the project while you're also trying to manage a client, keep them happy, deliver on a project, etc. And you have all this extra stuff that you have to try and learn uh, as well. That just makes it so much more complicated and so much more stressful than it needs to be. So if you have 100 skills, you know, pick projects that require 80 or 90 or whatever it is. Deliver below your capability um, because you're still delivering for the client. You're still giving them value even though you're more talented than what they actually need. That actually makes it easy for you. So you're delivering on your projects is easy. And then it kind of starts to get a little bit fun because you're like, oh, well, let's see how much I can make doing this because I, I make a good amount doing it and it's really easy for me to do. And, th and that really kind of opens your eyes to what's possible for you from a business perspective. Next, you want to make sure that you manage scope ruthlessly because, again, you're picking a specific, specific deliverable. You're learning what you need to deliver on that and you're not necessarily spending a lot of time learning much else. So scope creep is your enemy. It's the thing you have to manage uh, most ruthlessly uh, because if you start getting out of scope, that's when you start to get into uncharted territory and things can get a little dicey. So don't let the client push the scope. It's something that you're going to need to learn anyway. It's not just for beginners. Every freelancer needs to learn how to manage scope and be better at managing scope. We're all susceptible to having clients push uh, the scope on us and, and scope creep, tearing projects apart, etc. So you're going to need to learn it anyway. You might as well start learning it now when it's an imperative for you. And I happen to know a number of really high-end freelancers and consultants, and they are really, really good at this. That's what makes them um, high-end because whenever a client tries to push the scope, they say, hey, no problem. We just need a change order and it's going to cost you this much. And what ends up happening is if you're, if it's something you're not able to deliver on, it, it, it kind of makes it so that, you know, you you don't have to 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 do that, or, or you can simply say, you know, you, you might want to outsource that to somebody else because that's not really what I do. It's outside the scope of this project. As you learn more things, and maybe it's something you can deliver on, well, now you're adding on things that you get paid more for, so you actually earn more as a result of clients trying to push the scope. So it becomes something that's valuable for you. So again, it's just something that you're going to need to learn how to do, but it's really imperative when you're taking this approach when speed matters and you're trying to get hired as fast as possible. 
The final thing that, that you need to do is get my stuff, which means this is time for my shameless plug. Again, you can get nine hours of freelance training for free over at johnmorrisonline.com inside my mobile app. Just head on over there. You'll see the instructions on how to get the app. Again, it's completely free, um, and it's got packed with, you know, like I said, nine-plus hours of all kinds of different training on freelancing, you know, Upwork, premium pricing, everything that you can think of when it comes to freelancing all there, again, for free. So the link, again, is johnmorrisonline.com. I'll drop a link in the description as well. All right, folks, that'll do it. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you next time.